If you ever find yourself reflexively opening Instagram or turning to your phone without even thinking about it, then you are definitely not alone. I'm Alex, a screen time mentor for young moms, a mom of two under two, and I'm passionate about being intentional in this society that's saturated with screens. Today, I'm going to be sharing my phone boundaries and what works for me right now. Do you ever find yourself turning to your phone without even thinking about it? Or do you get sucked into scrolling and regret not using that time for something else? You are not alone. I'm Alex, a screen time mentor for young moms, and I'm here to help you get a grip on your own screen time so you can be present, intentional, and live a more fulfilling life. Welcome to the Mindful with Media podcast. I want to start off by saying that my phone boundaries are constantly changing. What worked for me before I had kids is different than what works for me now. And even week to week and day to day, they change. I think I used to think that once I set a phone boundary, I had to be exactly strict about keeping that phone boundary. And if I didn't, then it wasn't working. The other thing that I want to be really clear about is that what works for me, my phone boundaries probably won't work for you because we're different. We're in different stages of life. We have different personalities. We have different challenges in our lives. Our kids are different. Our living situation is different. Our financial situation is different. That everything about our lives is different. And so these phone boundaries are what's working for me, but they probably won't work best for you. If you do want help setting up phone boundaries that are a good fit for you, you should definitely check out my free workshop. It's called Six Steps to Avoid Wasting Time on Your Phone, and that will help you create phone boundaries that are a good fit for you and your situation right now and that you can actually keep and will actually help you to live a life where your phone supports you and serves you more than you are serving your phone. So today I'll be sharing my phone boundaries, but more importantly, I'll be sharing the principles that helped me choose these phone boundaries. If you want some more ideas for tips to help you keep your own screen time in check, then you'll love my free list of 34 phone boundary ideas. All right, let's start with my first boundary. I have a son that's almost two and he takes one nap in the middle of the day. My first boundary is I put my phone away in a different room and don't look at it 10 minutes before my son goes down for his nap and 10 minutes after he wakes up from his nap. I really value being present and spending time with my kids. That's something that's really important to me. And I'm a stay-at-home mom, and so I'm with my kids all day long. And it's not realistic for me to completely avoid my phone all the time. I use my phone for almost everything. I use it to look up recipes. I use it to text people to make plans. I use it for my grocery list. I use my phone seriously all the time. And so it's not realistic for me to completely avoid my phone when I'm with my kids. But I really do want to have a dedicated time every day when I am present and focused on my kids and not distracted by anything on my phone. And so this boundary of putting my phone away 10 minutes before my son goes down for his nap and 10 minutes after has been really helpful so that I have at least 20 minutes a day that's just focused on my son without any other distractions. So I have a son that's almost two and then I have a little baby girl Miss E, and she is almost six months. And I started this before my baby girl was even born. And so it looks different now, you know, now I'm sharing attention between two kids and this will look different depending on how many kids you have. And this will probably need to change over time. But right now this is working well for me that 
10 minutes before and 10 minutes after my son's nap, I have focused time on my kids. The other principle that we can learn from this phone boundary is that it's super easy to implement because my son essentially takes a nap almost every day. And so it was just really natural to add into the routine that we already have. And I think that's really important when you're setting phone boundaries that it's really easy to implement. Just add it on to something you're already doing. The more simple and easy to implement it is, the more likely you are to to actually keep it. So the principles that we learned from that first phone boundary is choose what you value, decide what you value and what's important to you, and set up a phone boundary that supports that. And then know that it's probably going to need to change and adapt over time, that it's not going to be forever. And then also just make sure that it's easy to implement and attach it to something that you you already do. The second phone boundary that I have set up is that I have specific screen time focuses. The default mode on our phones is that every app asks to notify us all the time and we just have all our notifications turned on all the time. But there are these screen time focuses. You can set these up whether you have a, an iPhone, I'm an iPhone user, or if you have an Android. And they are so cool. So you could have like a sleep mode, a family time mode, a work mode, a spirituality mode. And then you can set up who is able to contact you when that mode is on. You can set up which apps you're allowed to use. You can set up which notifications still come in. You can set up even really cool things like your phone could automatically go to dark mode or you're only allowed to go to certain websites if you're using the internet. You can have like the, what's that called? The lock screen that can change to a different picture in different focus modes. They're so cool. I think the possibilities are amazing with these. I just have some super simple ones set up. So I'll share those. So the the first screen time focus that I have set up is sleep mode. So from 8.30 at night to 6.30 in the morning, the only people that can call or text me are my husband. And if somebody calls twice, then that will also come in. So that's kind of like a safety thing for emergencies. The only apps that are allowed are my book. So I read a book on the Kindle app on my phone and gospel library and my notes app. Cause often in the middle of the night, I'll have ideas and I'll want to write those down. That's my first screen time focus mode. And then I have my work focus mode set up. So we have a babysitter that comes for a few hours a week. So When my work mode is on, I only get notifications from our babysitter and from my husband. And the only apps that I can use are any apps that are related to work. So things like Canva, Notes, Trello, Instagram, things like that. And then the last focus mode that I have set up is, I call it present time. So from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. is essentially when I'm with my kids. And I allow texts from anyone and everyone But notifications that I make sure to have turned off during this time are any notifications from Instagram and any notifications from my email, because those are really easy for me to get distracted in, but they're really not urgent. And so I just check those only after my kids go to bed. The third boundary that I have around my phone usage is I turn off certain notifications. So I used to have my Instagram notifications turned on because I liked to see when people commented on things or especially when people like direct messaged me. But one, I found that I was basing my value around like I would post something, I would share a post and then I would get off Instagram so I could be with 
my kids after they woke up. But then I would be checking my phone all day to see if people liked my post or if they commented on it or if they shared it. And I was finding that I was becoming so consumed with determining that my value came from how well people responded to a post. So I have all Instagram notifications turned off and that has been really helpful for me to not get so caught up in determining that my value comes from how people respond on Instagram. The fourth boundary that I have set up around my phone use is I have dedicated times that I get on Instagram. So I get on Instagram twice a day. I get on first around one when both my kids are napping. And this is the time that I use to post. I post for the day. I respond to any DMs. This is my more intentional time on Instagram. So when I get on Instagram around one when my kids are napping, this is really helpful because if one of my kids wakes up, it immediately ends that Instagram time. And I think one of the challenges, you know, with social media and just with media these days is entertainment in the past, it always had an ending, right? Like you would read a book and then it would be over or you'd read the newspaper and then there was no more to read. But our entertainment now, it never ends. There's always more to scroll. There's always more to consume. And so we have to set up our own ending of the books, quote unquote. It's helpful because if one of my kids wakes up, it ends that consuming time. But I have to be really careful about this time because while my kids are napping, that's my dedicated time to work on Mindful With Media. So if I'm not careful, I can waste away all my precious work time on Instagram. So those are just things that I'm mindful of. The second time that I get on Instagram is around 7 at night when I'm feeding my baby girl to sleep. And this is my mindless scroll time. So this is when I can just consume. And I do like to intentionally engage. So I'll comment on things or respond to stories or respond to comments or respond to DMs and things like that. But this is my scheduled mindless scroll time, as I like to call it. And I really like that. I don't feel guilty. I don't feel disappointed after I get off because this is my time to mindless scroll. But I have to be careful with this because it does not have a clear ending because I can feed my baby to sleep and I'll just keep holding her and keep scrolling unless I have set aside a certain amount of time of when I'm going to get off or if I have something else to to pull me out of that mindless scroll time. The other thing I want to mention about my boundary of having set times to go on Instagram is that I'm not perfectly strict in these. So generally speaking, I follow these. I get on Instagram twice a day, once at nap time and once in the evening. But I don't always follow this. So like our babysitter comes in the morning and sometimes when she's here, I'll post things on my stories or sometimes when my kids get up early from their naps and I don't have a set plan of what I'm going to do in the afternoon, it's really easy for me to turn to Instagram to check if people have engaged with my post because I'm seeking outside connection. I'm needing a break from my kids. And so I'm not perfect in this, but having set times has been really helpful of when I get on Instagram. My fifth phone boundary that I have is that I don't get on social media on Sundays. And this is really helpful for me to have a day to just completely disconnect from the world of social media. Because Mindful with Media is my job and I have decided to not work on Sundays, it's especially helpful for me to 
completely take a break from social media on Sundays because if I do get on, my brain gets going into work mode and I start thinking of all these things I want to do or need to do. So having no social media on Sundays really helps it to be a day to just be with my family and it helps it to be a day to worship and to connect with people in different ways. So we'll often FaceTime my in-laws or my parents or cousins on this day. The sixth phone boundary that I have is no phones at the dinner table. The principle behind this phone boundary is that we really value having non-distracted time as a whole family together. And just sharing the reality about this boundary, we were really good for a while, but both my husband and I got smart watches. So it's really easy if a notification comes in about something happening that evening or a meeting, it's really easy to get distracted. Or sometimes the kids and I will like to show my husband, Matt, the pictures from things we've done that day. And there's not necessarily a right or wrong, you know, maybe that's okay. And we want to allow phones in that way to share pictures. But it's probably time for us to have a discussion about this boundary of no phones at the dinner table and decide if it's still serving us or if we need to adapt it or if we want to be more strict, like take our watches off too, or if we need to put our phones upstairs or need everyone to put a focus mode on for family dinner. So we're in a place with this this boundary that we need to have a discussion about it and to make sure that it's it's still serving us and helping us live aligned with our values. I, I want to make it really clear that these six phone boundaries that I have, so I put the phone away 10 minutes before and after my son's nap. I have screen time focuses set up. I have certain notifications turned off. I've set times to go on Instagram. I don't go on social media on Sundays and no phones at the dinner table. I didn't implement these all at once. It's been a really slow and gradual process. And as I've mastered one and it's become more of a habit, then if I see another problem that arises or I'm, I'm in a place where I feel like something keeps happening with my phone, that's not serving me, then I'll see what the problem is and I'll come up with another super simple boundary to implement. And these are currently working for me, but just a reminder that your phone boundaries should and will look different than mine. And make sure to check out the link in the show notes for 34 ideas to help you get a grip on your phone use. Thanks for joining me today. We are in this together. We're figuring out how to thrive in this society. And we're going to figure out how to use our phones as tools to support our values. I believe we should stop focusing on the negative aspects of screens and start using them as tools to support our values. We are the first generation learning to navigate this media-saturated society, and it is not easy. You don't have to be perfect, but as you are mindful, Technology can be a tool to help you thrive. We're in this together as we figure out how to live a present, intentional life in this world consumed by screens. If you appreciated this podcast, would you make sure to leave a review and subscribe? I'm so glad you could be here today and I'll see you next week.